This podcast is brought to you by Slaycons. You're listening to a podcast right now, and this podcast includes subtle sound effects, music, and, as much as we hate to say it, Easter eggs. So you really have to pay attention to actually get the full experience. You need, nay, you deserve a better audio experience. Nay, you deserve the best audio experience with Slaycon Sound. Slaycon offers industry-leading speakers, headphones, and earbuds for all ear sizes, whether you're just a human or an elf and might need slightly larger earbuds. No matter what your ear situation, we have a solution for you. Listen to Santa May Be a Criminal right now on your Slaycon earbuds, headphones, or speakers. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So, you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. The following is a collect call from a person presumed nice until proven naughty. Santa Claus. An inmate at the Scriven County Correctional Facility. Yep, you heard that right. Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an depositor. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording? Well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. And guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of... Santa may be a criminal. An ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything else other than cookies and milk? Do you have something like bangers and mash? And this is the ninth day of Christmas. Irish, goodbye. What are you doing here? <laughs> Richie, it's me, Myra. I know it's not my fault, but Karen Claus getting into my bed when I was in the Great White North has gotten into my head. Oh, sorry, just a just a nightmare. You've been acting weird ever since you came back from the North Pole. Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just stressed, you know. Stressed about what? <laughs> the Nopo isn't the magical place you always imagined. Oh, I get that from your audio. Speaking of your audio, you seriously never stop recording. No. Sometimes I wish I did. Might miss something. (laughs) What about when we, you know? Well, that goes on a special hard drive. I bet it does. Oh, God, what now? Wait. Myra getting a text message has become my new trigger. I grab her cell phone from her hand. Richie, what's wrong? You want to read my texts? No, I just... I, it, sorry, I, I thought... 
I thought it was a... A what? A flash sale. I can't keep going on like this. I need to tell her, but Karen's voice is still echoing in my head. I'll have my eyes on you. Be nice, or... Myra, we'll see how naughty you actually are. (sighs) Look, I've got to tell you something. Okay. What? She glances at her phone as I start. So, my last day at the NOPO, it didn't start as I expected it to. Oh, shit. Emergency at work. I've got to go, babe. Myra jumps up and starts throwing clothes on. Not that she was naked or anything. But, you know, now she's getting properly dressed. I'll meet you at the airport. You sure? Of course. I wouldn't miss it. See you in a bit. Love you. What was that? Did she just say what I think she said? Nah. I must have misheard her. Oh, sorry. Forgot my knickers. Love you. I guess I did hear it right. You too. For a few moments, I'm not thinking about Santa Claus or Karen or anyone else. All I'm thinking about is Myra and what she just said to me. And whether I should have said it back. It's okay that I didn't. And I guess... I did kind of want to. A Las Vegas number shows up on my caller ID, but it's one I don't recognize. Hello? (laughs) Richie. (laughs) Santa? I knew it was you. How is that? You're calling from Las Vegas. (laughs) You and your ragtag crew of Santa finders (laughs) ought to listen to Jasmine a little more. She's, She's got a special gift. All the clues say you're in Las Vegas. Don't leave just because you know we're coming for you. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. If you find me, you can bring me back. (laughs) You have my word. (laughs) He doesn't sound worried at all, which kind of annoys me a little. (laughs) I saw you had a nice trip up home. Yeah? Does Savannah know where you are? (laughs) No, not exactly. (laughs) I felt like she was holding something back. Well, if she's got a hunch, I hope she would hold it back to protect me. And why do you need protecting? Let's look at the facts. You were flying under the influence. Which wasn't my fault. Rodney Dale Murphy, your cousin, left Hunch Punch on his mantle. (laughs) And you prefer milk? (laughs) Milk. I hate milk. (laughs) Hey, what? I hate milk. Never liked it. That makes two of us. This case is full of bombshells, and just now, there's another one. Santa's beard is fake, and now we find out he hates milk. I guess that's something that the two of us can come to the table on, and it reinforces my t-shirt idea. Not milk. Oh, oh yeah, that's a great t-shirt idea. Not milk. <laughs> okay, so you never drank it? You thought I drank that stuff? (laughs) No, no, no. I would pour it down the sink and Big Bad Wolf down a glass of water instead. But Rodney's hunt punch, it, uh, it hit me from the blind side. You know, like your friend, the hog. All these subtle things he's dropping like about specific people and specific things. It's sort of like he's trying to make sure I know he's got a close eye on me 
All right, let's get back to the facts. Ruthie Barker Guest was dead in front of your sleigh due to blunt force trauma. Richie, I didn't hit Ruthie. Wrong place, wrong time, my friend. It's just a case of bad luck. Well, answer me this. Did you and Ruthie have an affair? We did. I'm sort of surprised he admitted it. To Sam, disappointed would be an understatement. Well, I know you're disappointed, little fella. <laughs> but let me tell you something. <laughs> Life on the road, it's tough. Especially when you're famous. Life on the road? You were on the road one night a year, and it wasn't even a road. Look, I, I was going to call it off because I, I wanted to work things out with Carrot. Besides, that proves you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Whatever. The Tooth Fairy is on the road way more than you are. Let me stop you right there. You've been dancing dangerously close to the line. What line? <laughs> Elves and fairies, we are not the same. The only difference I can see is that fairies can fly, which makes them better in my mind anyway. Richie, you stop right there before you say something you can't take back. What? Santa, elves, and fey folk can't get along? Don't you ever use our names in the same sentence again. Do you hear me? I can tell I'm really getting under his skin, and maybe that's a good thing. Why don't we have this conversation in person at the blackjack table? in the aria. There's a long pause, and I know I've got him. <laughs> I'm not in Las Vegas, Richie. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> yes, we will. Welcome to Savannah Hilton Head International I'm looking Airport. at my watch and waiting near the ticket counter. Think there'll be any hot flight attendants? With Billy Krampus and... I hope I get a window next to my good eye. And Hog. We're just waiting on Myra. She had that work emergency, and I'm a little afraid our first out-of-town trip together is not gonna... Richie! Oh, thank God. I wouldn't want to be in Las Vegas alone with... Hey, does my hoof smell funky? At least one of these two. We approach the ticket counter and I see the same ticketing agent as the last time I came through here, just a few weeks ago. I am, of course, dressed in my normal podcast swag. I wonder if she'll recognize me. Oh, God, you again? Looks like she does. Just promise not to take me back to the top secret interrogation room this time. The only one I want to take to the back is Mr. 80s hair band pirate boy over there. Huh? ID, relationship status, and let me feel those muscles. They're real, you know. As the ticketing agent goo-goos and gagas over hogs and muscles, she takes his ID. All right, what should I call you? Oh, you can call me hog. Says here you're Melvin Purvis. Wait, what? Don't stop, Billy. Melvin? Purvis? Look, my dad was a big fan of the FBI. When I was a kid, he named me after the guy that helped catch Babyface Nelson. 
John Dillinger, Pretty Boy Floyd, a real American hero. Bro, if you wanted to name you after a real American hero, why didn't he name you something like George Washington? Kenny Stabler? Or Hawk Hogan? James Abbott McNeil Whistler? Who? He's an artist. All those are fine names, but none of them have Purvis as a last name. Whatever, Melvin. All right, easy, goat boy. Your ID now? You know they're probably going to pat you down, right? Do they take instructions on where I need the rub? Ew. Billy trots off and Meyer and I approach the ticket counter. All right, Mr. Santa Man. Did you get Janine on the nice list? I wrote her in. I'll let her know. She'll be happy. And who's this gorgeous lady with you? This is my girlfriend. Myra. Does he dress like this all the time? <laughs> Only when he's trying to get attention. And is it right that those two are in first class and you two are in coach? Yeah. You know, I can probably get the two of you up there with them for a relatively cheap. No. I'd rather be as alone with her as I can be. Well, no mile high club. That's illegal. Don't worry, we won't be naughty. In the plane at least. Okay, enjoy your flight. Melvin? Huh? Hog turns, but he turns the wrong way, looking everywhere but the right direction. I'm over here! Wait, where? Here! No, you're right! Oh, sorry. Come see me soon. I will. Please remain seated with your seatbelt securely fastened anytime the seatbelt light is on. Our flight to Las Vegas takes us through Charlotte, where we narrowly avoid catastrophe after our plane suffers a flat tire. We miss our next flight, but are able to be rebooked an hour later. One tiny cola can and a small bag of pretzels later, we see the strip through the window. When we land in Las Vegas, I decide that instead of grabbing a rideshare, we'll just rent a car. At least then, if we had a lead on Santa's whereabouts, we can jump and go. We take the car from the airport down to the strip. Construction is everywhere, and so are the police. We drive by the Aria, and I wonder if Santa's in there right now. I fight back the urge to stop. I just push on toward Paris so we can check in. We'll always have Paris. Now and forever. Myra grabs my hand and squeezes it. I notice little things about her now, like how her hand is always colder than mine, and how if I feel stressed, she recognizes it and rubs the back of my head. She can tell at a touch if I'm upset about something because everything above my collarbone turns bright red and elevates my temperature about 20 degrees. I think... Maybe for the first time, maybe not. What the hell am I doing? And who the hell am I doing it for? I'm chasing the world's most wanted fugitive when I could be home with Myra, doing just about anything. Having a normal life. Oh, I think you just missed the turn, sweetheart. Shit, sorry. Something on your mind? No, there's just a lot of distractions here. I spin around the block and we get back to Paris. We park grab our things, and I hand the keys over to the valet. We're able to check in via an app, so despite the pull of the casino, we pass the tables, the slots, the bars with poker and blackjack, and find the elevators. When Myra and I get into our room, I suddenly feel like the thousands of miles of travel from the last couple of months come crashing down on me. I collapse on the bed and feel like I could go right to sleep. Within seconds, she's next to me rubbing my head. Are you alright, babe? I'm tired. I know. On the drive over, I was asking myself, what the hell am I doing? And who in the hell am I doing it for? What do you mean? Initially, it was to save Christmas and 
distract me from the loneliness I've felt since the divorce. But now, I'm pretty damn sure Santa's guilty. And I'm not lonely anymore. Richie, if you hadn't started this podcast, we would never have met. That's true. I think you're tired because the expectations you had coming into the podcast have not been met. So you feel unmoored to your original mission, saving Christmas and Santa. They aren't what it's all about anymore. Right. So what is it about? Jesus, she's pulling one of those psychologist cards out of her deck. I don't know. Yes, you do. She leans in close to me. I smell her hair, and I just want to go to sleep. The podcast is about you, babe. What? It's about patching up your world. The hunt isn't for Santa Claus. The hunt is for Richie Buck. Well, that sounds like psychobabble to me. Are you going to write a paper on me? (laughs) What? For the New England Journal of Psychology or whatever. No, of course not. That's a relief. Can I ask you something? Anything. What happened between you and your (sighs) ex-husband? Well... I'm sorry. You don't have to tell me. No, you asked. I want us to be completely honest with each other. I may have to have her define completely. I found out he was sleeping with another woman. I may also have to have her define sleeping. Oh, I got some pictures of him in bed with this other harlot, floozy whore. I may not have to have her define anything. (laughs) He told me he just woke up and she was there, like in the bed. That just doesn't happen. I mean, no woman just appears in a man's bed without him welcoming her in. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. Yeah, right. And then he tried to tell me it was blackmail. Total bullshit, right? Right. I can feel my temperature rising. What, What happened? Huh? Well, just now you got really hot. What did I say that bothered you? Nothing, nothing. Sure? Can... Can we just lay here a moment? Of course. We lay on the bed, and I stare at the ceiling. I don't really know what's going through my head, except... Your hair... smells like apples. Did you know that? (laughs) No, no one has ever told me that before. I like apples. I love... apples. So you're saying you love the smell of my hair? In a way. In a way. You're such a tease. I, I mean, I love the smell of your hair and... more. Oh? Yeah. Like, what else do you love? <sighs> Let me get that. Of course. Right before you were going to tell me you love me. You don't know that. Hello? I'm starving. Let's hit the trough. We'll be down in ten. Okay. Let me guess. That was Billy, asking if he could order porn on the television in his room. No, he was saying he wants to go eat. Oh. Now, as I was saying... Myra grabs my face and kisses me so deeply that I feel like I could pass out. After a moment, she stops and looks at me. Don't force it. I know... You know I said it. I know it's causing you some angst. When you're ready to say it, I'll be more than happy to hear it. Now, for the other stuff... What other stuff? Your podcast, your future empire, all that. You're going to find Santa Claus, set everything right, and save Christmas. You want to know how I know? How? Because, Richie Buck, you've already saved me.
Myra and I wandered around Paris a few minutes. This is really awesome. What do you think? It's romantic, but I'm glad we're not really there. I am English, you know what we think about them. Well, I am a fan of their fries. And their kissing. I stop and lean in for a kiss. Over here. Why did we invite him? Having regrets? Uh, just a few. Krampus and Hog are seated in a nearby crepe place. Have you ever tried a crepe before? No. They're delicious, come on. This is slightly more refined than I expected for the two of them. About time you two showed up. Didn't want to leave the room, huh? Shut up, Billy! What? I'm just talking about them knocking the hooves. We get it, now stop! Sorry. Who peed in Melvin's cereal? A waiter approaches and Billy, in his unusual fashion, goes all in. Hey, I'm going to want to order four of these all-meat craps. They're pronounced crepes. Not where I come from. The waiter patiently takes all of our orders and shuffles away to the restaurant. I glance at Hogg. He does seem a little off, but I can tell his eye is scanning the whole room and the concourse outside the restaurant. Notice anything useful, Hogg? I've seen a lot of Christmas paraphernalia. Oh? There's probably some sort of Christmas extravaganza shop nearby that sells that stuff. There's a shop for everyone and everything out here. Keep your eye peeled. If Santa's here, he's likely in disguise. Remember, he doesn't want to be found. All right, let's talk about our strategy for this thing. Hang on. I have a question first, and I'm sure it's on all of our minds. What's the in-room entertainment situation? Huh? I mean, say, we've had a long day, made a lot of progress on the case, and I head back to the room. Alone. Unlikely. But... Cut to the chase, goat. Got somewhere to be, Mr. Purvis? Anyhow, I turn on the television, and I see an advertisement for a video with some, mm, attractive ladies. No. Is that something that you worked into our per diem cost? Or should I bill you separately? I look at Myra. She's got an I told you so look on her face. I ain't paying for any naughty movies, Billy. And if I find out you've ordered them, you can hoof it home on your own dime. Sheesh, sorry. Don't ask, don't receive. Listen, we're here to find Santa Claus. So we need to talk to police. We need to talk to locals. We need to talk to podcasters. We need to find that dealer at the Aria and see what she says. We have to do it all fast because we're only here for four days. Let's just eat our crepes. Craps. Craps is a game you play here, not something you eat. You don't have to be so technical, Melvin. It's a joke. Stop with the jokes. Your brother's gift is comedy. Yours, well, I'm not sure what yours is yet. Your mom's sure my gift. Elvira Purvis was a saint. Okay, guys, easy. Let's... Take it down a notch. Something's happened between these two. It felt like the two of them were buddies, but there's friction now. I wonder why. I know we're all hangry, so why don't we just eat lunch, get our badges, and hit the opening keynote. After that, we'll jump to Podcast Row and later check out some of the after parties. See if we can dig up any good info. You can count on me. Sounds like a plan. Fine. After we finish lunch, by the way, I found out I'm a crepe guy who knew... Anyhow, after we finished lunch, we moved into the large conference hall with hundreds of others. Hell, there may have been a thousand people there. Welcome to Cults, Criminals, and Cunts Con. Please take your seats. Our As we head to our seats, a couple people stop me, tell me they like the show, and ask for pictures. That's new. No one's ever wanted to be in a picture with me. Well, except Karen, and she didn't exactly ask. 
Look at you, little celebrity. These ladies better back off. I did some boxing in my younger years. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I once beat the snot out of an old boyfriend that cheated on me. Well, I thought he cheated on me, but I did later find out it was a misunderstanding. Well, glad those days are behind you. Behind me? I'm even more of a firecracker now than I was then. Great news. We find some seats near the middle of the auditorium. No one wants to sit near Krampus, and ladies make excuses to bump into Hog. A couple of other people ask me to take pictures with them. Then, the lights dim, and suddenly, a voice explodes over the loudspeaker. In a convention hall in Sin City, they met. However, they had no idea they had a date with... Destiny! Dayline! Oh. A date with Dateline is literally the name of our podcast. How do you... How do you forget that? Well, I think it's our destiny to be here for the opening keynote at the Crimes, Cults, and Cons Con. When we started the podcast, did you ever think we'd be here? No, but here we are. Destiny! Kimberly and Katie from A Date with Dateline emerge onto the stage, and the crowd erupts into cheers and applause. Wow, it's bright up here. Can you see anyone? No, and I'm kind of feeling very exposed. Hey, Mr. Stagehand Man, can you light up the room? Rush, please, please tell me you recognize the irony. The lights come up, and the two of them can see all of us. Well, now if anything happens to anyone here, their loved one can legitimately say they lit up the room. Don't ever be that person. Also, please don't be seen loving life, don't have a contagious smile, and don't ever accept a beverage from your spouse. We should really be charging for this advice. Plus, why are we trying to prevent more datelines? If dateline goes away, we're out of a job. Kimberly, we don't want any of these lovely people to wind up on dateline. Look, no questionable hairstyles even for you to make fun of. Yeah, but I bet some of this audience has some 80s and 90s photos with epic fashion choices that Dateline would show over and over again during their episodes. You know I love those. (laughs) And I love marking it off our Dateline bingo cards. Speaking of not winding up on Dateline, guess who I saw on the staircase earlier? Who? Dennis. Keith. Andrea. Nope. 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 Lester, wearing a vester. No. Who am I forgetting? Mank! Mankey with the hanky. Gosh, how could I forget? We can't keep him off of our podcast. Listen, (laughs) he could have been helping us with this panel, but he isn't doing that, is he? Instead, he's getting a mani-pedi. I think you mean a (laughs) mankey-pedi. Look, the man is impeccably groomed, but don't fret too much. He'll be around later. So will Queen Andrea, Dennis is Enough, and our lean king, Keith Morrison. The whole gang is here. Yes! You know who else is here? Well, uh, more of your favorite podcasters, TV personalities. I'm sure Nancy Grace is lurking around somewhere. I was looking for the body. (laughs) I was talking about the most wanted man, Elf. Elfman, man-elf? What do you say, in America? Heck, in the world. I sit up and listen a little harder. Myra puts her hand on my knee, steadying me. Wait, what? Santa Claus. Strophobia. I mean, this place gets crowded. (laughs) Don't play with my heart like that. You know I've always strived to be on the nice list, and I've always wanted to meet the real Santa. Well... You're in the right place! Everyone turns to look at Hog. 
He smiles, flexes his muscles, but the people nearby move to different seats. Oh, thanks. That's good to know. So, Katie, are you saying I haven't strived to be on the nice list? Uh... I'm Jewish. I'm on the chosen list. Wait, you're Jewish? You never mentioned. Um, (laughs) But I have great news. Even though we don't have the elf himself, we've got the next best thing. The podcast that has put that elf hunt on the map. I feel my face getting flush. My world is dizzy. I feel Myra squeezing my knee. That's right. We've got the Cardelfians here. Wait, what? I can't do this. All the way go. from the North no. Pole of Batman. Go where? I don't know. Just to Somewhere. talk about their incredible search Somewhere for else. Santa Claus. And I gotta tell you, I think they're getting close. I think they're getting really close. We are so excited that they're joining us. And who knows, maybe they'll find him. They believe he's somewhere nearby. Ooh, maybe he's at the bunny ranch. I thought that's where the Easter bunny would be. Um, the bunny ranch is also the setting for at least like seven datelines, I would guess. What? Bunnies aren't killing each other. Oh my gosh. You are so pure and innocent for someone who hosts a podcast about dateline, Kimberly. <laughs> I could feel my heartbeat thumping in my head. I was getting short of breath. I emerge into the common area. I need a drink, and it needs to be stronger than light beer. I walk into the casino, and a red flash catches the corner of my eye. It's someone in a Santa suit. He stands out here. I mean, as much as I stand out. You know, I'm in sort of a common Santa man suit, but... This guy has the white ball dangling from the droopy hat, he's wearing mittens, and he's heading toward the door. He's not going outside, is he? And then the doors open up. It's hot outside. I mean, the weather is better suited for Satan than Santa. Maybe he got the costume wrong, but he continues on, and as I emerge, the harsh odor of something akin to elfin tobacco assaults my senses. I look left, and then I look right, but he's magically disappeared. I shake down a tourist and ask if they've seen Santa. I must look like a crazy person, but they point me in a direction and I rush to the corner. There, I see him. He's crossing the street and lighting a cigarette, joining not one, not two, not three, but a dozen other Santas, all smoking, all on their phones. Hog was right. Santa is in Las Vegas. But which one is real? I almost ended the episode there, but I thought I needed to suss out the situation further. So, here I am. I waited until the ho-ho-hos were done huff-puff-puffing and followed them into the Planet Hollywood Casino. We moved back through the main portion of the casino to where the conference rooms are. There, I find a winter wonderland with Christmas trees, candy canes, and mistletoe. It's the most wonderful time of the year here at Santa Con, Versation Con. Please, no lap dances for any of the Santas until the after party tonight. Santa Con? Versation Con? Is he... 
I mean, that's what I'm here to find out if he's in Las Vegas. Could he be here? I pull off my CCCC badge and mosey up to the registration table. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm uh, okay. Well, that's not oozing of the Christmas spirit, is it? Trust me, I've done plenty of oozing in my day. Are you Billy Bob T? Because I'm getting bad Santa vibes right now. I decide to soften my approach to try to connect and get into this thing. So what is this? SantaCon! Conversation! We celebrate all things Christmas. We have two parties tonight. A nice party for those looking to stay on that list. And... A naughty party? How did you guess? That's exactly how I would have drawn it up. You look like someone who'd go to the nice party. Um, thanks. Also, and I shouldn't be doing this because it's a competing con, but next door at Paris, they've got the true crime show. They've even got the Cardelfians coming to talk about chasing the big guy himself. We're hopeful they'll stop by over here. I'm sure you are. So, want a badge? You're damn right I do. The registration lady, who I learn is named Dawn, hands me a badge and points me in the direction of the main exhibition hall. Not that I needed the help. I'm not blind. I mean, there are lights and music and holly and a candy cane arch. And then I step inside and it is an assault on all of the senses. And I'm in Las Vegas. Blinking lights, singing elves, robotic reindeer. All you can smell is chestnuts and cinnamon. Imagine taking all of those neighbors of yours who go all out in Christmas decorating and jamming them into a 20,000 square foot space. I move through. There are space Santas, goth Santas, old timey Santas, Krampuses, even ninja Santas, which my boy would love. And yes, there are also normal, more traditional Santas. But in all of these Santas, not one of them Not one is the real deal. Hi, friend. Why do you look so sad? Because I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Me too. You too? Yeah, me too. I move on from maybe the only empathetic elf in the room to a place set up for photos with Santa. Only this Santa is a buff guy with enormous pecs bulging muscles, and a glistening physique. A sign next to him says, Photos with Santa Daddy. Women and men alike are asking him to sit on his lap or body slam them on a mat nearby that looks like a Christmas tree skirt. What are we doing here? Hey, hey. Yoo-hoo. I'll make you famous. Oh, wait, I already did. (laughs) If there was ever an incentive to end the podcast, this was it. I don't even recognize the holiday I'm trying to save anymore. I emerge to the common area having my fill of all of it and make my way to the bar, the place I should have been all along. I get to the bar and sit next to a guy in a Santa suit, hat on the bar, beard too. I'll have a mistletoe malt. The bartender grabs a bottle, hands it over. I slide in my card. I'll just have the one. Mistletoe bolt, huh? Yep. You here for the Santa thing? Yeah, among other things. You? Nah, just messing with you. 
Of course, among other things. What you drinking? Trader's cape. Huh. That again? We sit in silence for a moment. I recognize your voice. You have a podcast, don't you? I turn and look at him. He doesn't look at me. He continues to smoke a cigarette and spin his beer bottle. You're Richie Buck. You have good ears. Like an elf, right? Yeah, like an elf. I take a sip of my beer and glance at the television screen. You know what frustrates me about you? I turn to him, but he keeps his eyes forward and focused. You keep chasing something you can't catch. Trips to the no-po, trips out here, all because you're hunting Santa Claus. You think half the elves you talked to told you the truth? What about half the people? At the end of the day, none of us want to end up on the naughty list. What am I supposed to do then? Pay attention to what's right in front of your face. A text from Myra. Met Peter Pitts. He wants to have a drink with us to talk about the case. Peter Pitts is a renowned investigator and bounty hunter, and he has two eyes, ice blue, mesmerizing. Wait, he doesn't want to have a drink with us. He wants to have a drink with Myra. Go be with your wife. It's your first trip together. Don't let Peter Pitts or Mickey McMaster's corner her. They actually know how to catch people. Thanks. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Patrick. St. Patrick. (laughs) Aren't you at the wrong convention? Maybe. Maybe not. He winks at me and I start away. Pay attention to what's right in front of me? I thought I always did that. Maybe I don't. Hey. I turn back, but St. Patrick is gone. I notice something else on the bar next to his empty trader's cape bottle. I pick it up. I turn it in my hand. I cannot believe I'm holding what I'm holding. A four-leaf clover. I search the bar, but there's no sign of him. It's like he just up and vanished. Thanks, uh, St. Patrick, thanks. Is my luck in the case about to change? Well, I guess we're about to find out. Santa May Be a Criminal was conceived at the Metro Savannah Roastery by Jason Usry, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Michelle Kaz, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon where you can be naughty, nice, a V-I-E, that's very important elf, or even the mayor of the Nopo. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Usry, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. Santa Slay Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. 
Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. I'm going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, always, always, always be nice. Hi, I'm Alexa Doubt with The Porchlight Project, a new nonprofit dedicated to funding DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases in the state of Ohio. For our first case, we assisted the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department funding new DNA tests on evidence from the 1987 unsolved murder of 17-year-old Barbara Blatnick. That information was given to expert genealogists who traced the genetic markers to a man named James Zastonic, who was arrested in May of 2020 and charged with Barb's murder. Our goal at the Porchlight Project is to entirely fund three to four cold case investigations every year. Each new case costs about $6,000 to complete, which is a small price to pay for closure. The Porchlight Project relies on generous donations from the public. Even $5 can help us solve a murder. For more information on how to help, please visit porchlightonline.org.